This is a Be Groovy or Leave production. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music. Now on with your show. Welcome to Life on Music. I'm your host, Jesse Napper. If you're new to the podcast, this is the show where I chat with a different musician each week all about music. And for this one, I have Ella Say, who is a Sydney-based musician who earlier this year put out an EP called You Might As Well Shout, which had songs such as Blinded, which sounds like this. got a bunch of other great songs on it so go ahead and check that out wherever you buy or stream music but let's just jump into the chat with LSA. So here we are with LSA. How are you? How are you doing today LSA? I'm doing great thank you. How are you? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. I will not complain. It's well, not my style. I'm I'm trying to be like Mr. only positive. positive. Only positivity yeah. Yeah and <laughs> I like that. It's hard. It's hard. It's I mean Sometimes we don't feel good. Mm. And it's just <laughs> so it's just so fun to complain. It you know what? I have to say it's definitely nowhere near as fun to be like, oh life is so good. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I'm on that wave with you. I get it. You know, I don't know why I don't know why I chose to start the the interview like that. It's um <laughs> that's all the bad vibes out. I think that only 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 goodness from from now on in. I mean, you're uh, in a room with records and CDs and a, a keyboard by the looks of it and a cool yeah. hat, so. Yeah. You can't even see my coolest hat. Wait, I'm going to see oh. if I can get it from here. I can see a tambourine. But nowhere near as cool. I'm going to have to take my headphones off Oh, yeah, off that, that one. <laughs> yep, okay. This is the coolest hat. I, I might like wear you it. About the whole interview if, yeah. if your headphones will allow if it. My headphones will allow this. Give me a second. <laughs> I think it looks great. It's a real look. Maybe I'll adopt that one. I've got a second one of these hats. I mean, if it needs a new home. I, I think it, it, it does need a new home. I think they all need a new home. I don't think this is going to stay on my head at all, so we'll all right. retire it for the interview. Okay. But I, I just needed to share that hat. Thank you. Oh, for anyone listening, it's promoting the Australian Outback Spectacular. I don't know what that is, but, you know, go go check it out. Sounds pretty spectacular to me. Sounds wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll talk about your music, then we'll talk about the spectacular. You put out an EP earlier in the earlier in the year called "You Might as Well Shout," which yes. is a great EP. Um, Thank you. Uh, it's been out, I guess, a little while. Like I said, February. Um, yeah. What's it like having out, and I guess having however many months? I'm not going to do maths right now. <laughs> so I, I don't really know what month it is now. Like nine months or so. That sounds about right. Yeah. But what's it like? Being able to get past the, I guess, the initial excitement of having something out and now you being able to reflect on it, what's that like? It's been a real, like, interesting year because I think when I first started releasing some of the first singles, that was during all the lockdowns. And so I was sort of releasing them, doing shows here and there, but it was a lot of just like, I don't know, I suppose the release excitement was happening behind closed doors and like Mm -hmm. on a computer and stuff like that. And so this year I was like really fortunate when I like released it. Obviously that was really exciting. I had my EP launch, which went really well. And pretty much all year I've just been playing shows 
like all the time. I like got a new band now and well, not a new band. I've got a band (laughs) and just doing lots of shows has been really fun and actually being able to like play it and sort of see it. I don't know in, in real time rather than like through a screen and being able to share that with people has been really fun. And yeah. So I guess that's sort of, been the year it sort of released and then just launched a whole wave of opportunities for performing and getting to to play the music and connect with lots of different people and I suppose just being a a newer artist like it it released in February but the people that you meet it's always new to the people that you meet at each new show so it's sort of like seems to just have a life that keeps on going in this Mm -hmm. beautiful way so yeah that's sort of been the journey of it. Yeah, cool. And you said you've now got a band. I suppose mm-hmm. before that you were just playing solo? Yeah, I was playing solo and then I had a few gigs where I would play with a friend who's a bass player and uh-huh. then I had another friend who played percussion for me. So it was kind of like occasionally a duo, occasionally a trio, occasionally a solo thing. But, yeah, I definitely wanted to, like my whole goal eventually was to have a band to be sure. able to recreate the music that I've made so yeah totally it's so much more fun I don't know if that's your experience yeah definitely like it makes it so much more enjoyable it's really fun being able to like bounce off that energy on stage Mm -hmm. and just in rehearsals and I'm really lucky like the people that I play with like they've kind of become like family to me so it's it's so much more fun (laughs) you're from I don't know where you're living now but you're you're originally from central coast are you still living in Central Coast? I'm now in Sydney. Nice. But yeah, I I was in the Central Coast for the whole like lockdown period, mm-hmm. those two years. But yeah. <laughs> I guess it's it's not like crazy far from Sydney, but I guess Sydney is where all the all the gigs are in yeah. New South Wales. What was it like having to do that travel from um, Central Coast, Sydney, back to Central Coast? You sound like talking from experience no (laughs) oh well fucking I swear like I live in Sydney and it still Mm -hmm. takes me like when I have a gig it still takes me like two hours to get to my gig where are you I'm like out west like towards Blacktown yeah okay so it's yeah so I guess you could imagine it mm. was so exhausting which is Mm. why I ended up moving back here because it was like all the gigs are down here my producers my my band and so, and then all of my other work and other things that I do, a lot of my friends all live here. So I felt like I was driving like an hour, two hours yeah. to the Central Coast just to go sleep and rejuvenate and then live yeah. my life in Sydney. So that was very exhausting. I think it started wearing me down quite a lot. Like mm-hmm. this year, I was feeling really burnt out from just like, even you go to rehearsals and you have a two hour drive for rehearsals and then two hour drive back or like, yeah. it's nice being closer and being able to like bond with people and not just mm. be like, oh, I'm here for rehearsals. It's like, no, we can actually just hang out as well. Yeah. Because, it's, because, you know, we're neighbors now. <laughs> yes. Um, Band yeah. fam. Band fam. <laughs> that's, what it's, that's what life is all about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I saw you play one time. It was at the Western Sydney mixtape. I can't remember where it was. It was just at, some... uh, is it Open Studio or like maybe Open or whatever it's yeah, some, something like that. It wasn't like a normal normal venue. It was like a yeah. film studio, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a great show. Thank you. It's the only one of that I've been to. I should 
I always complain, like, oh, there's never any music out in Western Sydney. <laughs> then I just don't and go. And then they're, like, putting them on in Western Sydney and you're going. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Not for me. No, but yeah. it, was, it was a great night. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I've got to, t- like, I wish I could say my favourite part of the night was um, watching the musicians play. My favourite was the prize giving time. Did you win one? I didn't. I, I had the idea of going to the show. Everyone I went with won a prize. And then oh, I was no just, way. like, left lonely. Um, I don't mean to flex, but yeah. I've been to two shows and I've won two prizes. What have you got? Um, I got Tumbling Towers. Oh, like, is that what it's called? That, like, stack sort of. Like Jenga kind of thing? Yeah, it's like that, yeah. but I suppose like a knockoff version of that. Right. And then these, like, I don't even know what they are, like these, like, spinning top thingies. Oh, um, like the Beyblades? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Those- that, that's what I was hoping to get that night. My <laughs> Well, if you ever want some, I've got yeah. some. <laughs> I would, I would flex that over my friend who won the Tamagotchi. <laughs> I can make him trade. I can make a trade for you. You know what? I think like the nostalgia in me is like Tamagotchi, but then yeah. I don't need another thing beeping at me asking yeah. me for stuff. Yeah, yeah. Fair, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. It was just the wild part, the wildest part of the night. Everyone was so like just polite the whole night, but then like <laughs> Ryan, the guy who runs the night, is just like, we have Tamagotchis. And everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> yeah, he's so funny. But yeah, I, I saw you play that night. I think you were playing, it was you and a guitarist, is that right? Yeah, Alberto. That's Alberto. my guitarist, yeah. That's the first time we've done like a duo set, oh, cool. which was fun. I was talking to someone at the show and just I was right at the back. That's always where I stand at anything. I'm I'm just at the back. Don't want, don't want anyone to see me. Um, yeah. As if they'd give a shit if they did see me. <laughs> it was like, oh, you, you just, just the hat that you wear, you just look like a, you're meant to be a, a musician, <laughs> a famous musician. Hard. It's all the hat. Like, yeah, it's honestly, all the hat. I should have mine. Yeah. I'm so sorry that I... That's all right. It's all right. Yeah. You're switching the hat up right to the spectacular hat. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you give me that. Yeah. I, uh, look, if we can do a trade, I'm <laughs> heading up north for a show. If you want to, like, meet somewhere, we'll, like... Sounds perfect. Sounds... And I'll, um... It'll just, it'll just push your music to the next level. <laughs> I really... So too. Yeah. It's all <laughs> all about the hat. Are you playing many more gigs around Sydney or even even outside of Sydney? I always say I'm gonna take a little break off um, you know, of playing shows and then focus on making music and getting the next stuff out, but things always somehow seem to come up. I kinda of wanna focus on, you know, the next like music videos and finishing cool. my next project and playing more outside of Sydney. I've played so much in Sydney that I think I think I'm, like, super aware of, like, I don't want to oversaturate an area and, like, play too many times in an area or, like, exhaust your audience too much. So, yeah, I'm really keen to start playing more outside of the Sydney region mm. and just working on the next few projects. How is the next project looking at the moment? It's looking good. I'm really, really excited about it. It's... um. Probably like, I don't know, maybe 60, 70% done with it. Oh, cool. And I mean, I don't know when it's going to be coming out yet and stuff like that, but I just want to be, I'm feeling good with where it's at. The last EP that I did was like, you know, my first time releasing music and I sort of just put things out as they were ready to Mm. come out. And I didn't really have an overall like grand scheme plan. I think because when I put, I put out my first single and kind of didn't expect anything to happen from it. But then things sort of t- started 
getting a bit of momentum and I was like, oh, maybe I should actually like take it a bit more seriously and put more, Mm. you know. Yeah, I don't know. I suppose it sort of took me by surprise a little bit and it was all a little bit unplanned, didn't really know what I was doing. So, yeah, I'm kind of just working on things a bit more in a... (laughs) A bit more logically, I guess. (laughs) But I'm really excited about the new music. It's definitely my favourite stuff that I've made and really excited about all the visuals and all the things that we're going to be doing around it. So, yeah. How is it um, (laughs) any different from the stuff you've released previously? Yeah, definitely. I think in terms of, like, projects, I like the idea of, like, each project, each album, EP, whatever it is, having its own sort of world and vibe and Mm -hmm. aesthetic, like both sonically and visually. And so it's not like a super huge departure, but it is like, I don't know, with You Might As Well Shout, I really had that in a real earthy, a little bit like grungy, contemporary, still sort of pop rock type of thing. And, you know, all the colours were all very like earthy reds and oranges and stuff like that. And this one to me feels a lot more like lighter and more fun. It feels like it's got a bit more like of my actual personality. I think the first one right. was a bit like trying to be, not try. it wasn't trying to be something else, but I think I needed to be a lot stronger in that EP. And now I feel like I feel secure in what I'm doing. And now I feel like I can have a bit more fun with it. So it's sure. more like, yeah, I don't know. So it's a, it's the same, but different. Yeah, I don't really know how to describe it. <laughs> like it is explainable, but it's also mm-hmm. like it's also hard to explain when someone like can't hear it, I guess. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. <laughs> I suppose aesthetically as well, colours. It's maybe more these sort of colours that I'm wearing, the new stuff. I don't know. It sounds a bit pretentious actually now that I go to say it. But like say it. you know that thing when people are like, Oh, I associate like sound and music with like colours and stuff. Sure. Like with the synesthesia and all that. Mm-hmm. Like I experienced that so like I suppose each album has like a colour aesthetic vibe that it, I just have associated with music. Fair enough. Yeah, this is the colour of the new stuff. <laughs> oh, so pretentious. I know. Oh, my God. Get it off. <laughs> Get out of my podcast right now. <laughs> what about with your music? How how do you work on like your projects? Is it a similar sort of thing like you're trying to make, I suppose, like a world or a story or is it just like you're making music that feels right in the moment or like how, how does that come for you? I'm such a I'm such a slow worker, not even necessarily slow. It's just I'll I'll just keep restarting something. Yeah. So, so like. Okay. It's like perfect <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, I guess. But like mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, I like I recorded a whole EP like two years ago and I just scrapped it and like. That was a lot of money to waste. Um, and I, re- I just re-recorded the same songs just because there was this whole, I won't get into like the drama behind the scenes, but there was this whole thing behind the scenes that took took a while to deal with. And then it's like once I was done with that, it's like, uh, these aren't really, like these need a different sound now because it was like, yeah, like they don't six, feel six right Yeah, they didn't, didn't feel right. So I guess at the moment it's just a bunch of like the EP I'm working on or whatever is just a bunch of random songs trying to like, I think they sound like kind of sonically good mm. together, but like it's not me like going, I'm going to write this many songs for an EP and then yeah, that's that's what I'm going to do. Um, yeah, but hopefully hopefully once this is, this is through, which will hopefully be the beginning of next year, I'll be able to work on something a bit more, like you were saying, a bit more, maybe not true, 
true to me, but I don't know. I guess a lot of the songs I'm working on are quite old and I'm kind of don't necessarily give a shit about the subject matter anymore. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's having something a bit more current for me. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a weird thing, isn't it? Because mm. even like like me doing this new project, like probably 80% of the songs are new songs, mm-hmm. like ones that I've written in the last two years. And then I've pulled... Actually, I've only pulled one, but, like, I pulled one from, like, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, by a few years ago, I mean, like, seven or six years ago sure. or something like that. Which, yeah, it's weird, like, revisiting older songs and, like, knowing that that exact situation that you wrote that song in isn't obviously, you know, so many years down the line. Like, obviously, that situation has changed now. It's not mm. applicable. But, like, almost giving them new life and new meaning and sure. revamping them to feel still authentic which I guess is why you started re-recording your songs because mm. they were like the song isn't not real to you but like the sounds maybe could be more authentic to yeah, where you're definitely at definitely yeah I was saying, I was talking to someone recently on the podcast we we're talking about how even like in a similar vein how um sometimes song or maybe this is the opposite but sometimes older songs can make more sense later on as well yeah definitely I have one like that now that um I still don't really know what to do with there's a song that I wrote back in uni and it was the first song that I recorded a demo of that I was actually like oh yeah like this is kind of (laughs) good and I sort of used that just to like get me well I only used it for like one gig but that sort of started a bunch of other stuff and then I kind of let the song go and then when I put the EP out I uploaded it as a like a demo, like the demo version as a bonus track on the physical CD that I've got. But yeah, I play it with my band and we play it in a totally different way. And like, it's one of their favorites. And now it's almost like revamping it has sort of given it new life and more sense. And like, I don't know, it's really interesting. Like that reflective, like you can, you write in the moment and it's sort of a bit more impulsive, but then when you look back, Mm -hmm. it's like actually makes sense. And you've got through the emotional stuff that you've, that you were experiencing then. So you can see it more reflectively or like in hindsight. Sure. Do you think you'll ever do anything else with that song? maybe re-record it? I don't want to. I think it just depends. Yeah, I I really want to, um, but I am not sure whether it's going to just end up being one that we play live all the time or, like, I would want to record it with my band live, like, because they've, you know, written parts for it as well and all the other music that I've made, I've recorded and produced, like, independently or, like, with my producer. So I don't know where it fits yet or whatever but hopefully one day because it sort of just seems to keep having life it was also one that I wrote I normally sit down and I'll write a full song in like 45 minutes and the song's done but this one I like wrote the first verse and the first two verses and the chorus and for some reason I couldn't finish the bridge and I was like whatever and just let it go and then I think like a year later after I went through something I like wrote the bridge and I was like oh like I and I never revisit songs that I've like written like that which maybe I should but um it sort of just seems to keep having a life that yeah without me asking it to (laughs) yeah no for sure I think I'm the same and it's like I will write a song quickly or Mm. I will not write it at all yeah no I'm the same I've actually had to learn more like especially with working with my producer and 
than when you have a band of like, and when you're going to record stuff to put out, that you want the song to be the best version of it. And oh. I think maybe I've been a lazy songwriter where I'll like write a song and then like never revisit it. But now like reworking songs or like just making sure that I really like the lyrics or changing a few melodies here and there mm. and like actually working at it. Like it's still easy, but like just the revisiting and it's actually been good for me to start doing stuff like that because I think I've been a very lazy songwriter in the past sure. because I guess it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if the same with you but or if you even ever go back to listen to like original whatever like mm. phone recordings or whatever that you've got of a song. I find that I'll accidentally like fix up a song as I kind of play it. Whereas I like, yeah, I like I listen, I was like, oh, this is not the lyric now, but I don't yeah. remember ever changing it. That's true, actually. I have had that. Or I'll, like, have sung it so many times and then I'll go back to, like, actually read the lyrics to, like, send to someone to, like, sing with me or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's actually not the lyrics. I think I just subconsciously did that. It was interesting. I found my song Angel Wash It Away. After I put that out, I went back, like, through my voice messages to try to find my my voice. What are they called? Voice memos. (laughs) To try to find the original written, like, the original thing that I wrote for it. And it was, like, it was the same song but also so different. And just, Mm. like, the two side by side was pretty interesting. Yeah. Did it release a a mixtape of your voice recording? (laughs) I think I put um I think I put that voice recording on a video back when I released the song but oh. um yeah never the full thing that would be oh my god my voice memos are like no one's allowed in there in my uh. <laughs> I'm like that's the most embarrassing spot on my phone go through anything else <laughs> yeah with me it's always like I've done this at like one or two in the morning yeah. so I have to be quiet yeah. Oh, the amount of times I've sent like demos or like voice memos to my band of like, oh, this is this idea that I've had. And then uh, like, because I can't be bothered to like re-record it in the morning, mm-hmm. I just like send this huge message afterwards of like, by the way, it was like the middle of the night or like my housemate was sleeping. So I'm singing really bad and like, just ignore the bad, uh, ignore the bad singing, uh, ignore the bad playing, just like get the vibe. <laughs> Do you think, because, I don't know, I've received messages like that from people where they're sending me a song it's like, sorry, the singing is shit. And I was like, is it? Is it shit? Yeah. Do I have just a bad ear? What's wrong with yeah, me? Yeah, it feels really good. Yeah. Maybe we just need to have less doubt. Yeah, definitely. I, I do think about that every time. I'm like, they're probably just like, think that I'm, I don't know. I don't want to be like compliment fishing or anything and that's not what it is I think I like just feel a bit insecure about my voice sometimes and I'm like I guess you're sort of it's that sort of thing right of if I say it first then if you say something or if you think something it doesn't matter because I've already said it first Mm. so maybe it's a bit of that I don't know yeah this is um we're turning it into um a therapy session now yeah (laughs) (laughs) and how does that make you feel Mm. no insecure Show me a singer-songwriter who is not insecure. Oh, I don't mind too many. Yeah, or a bunch of fucking crybabies. But, you know. Yeah, pretty much, right? (laughs) Go us, go us. Love it. It's been been great chatting today. Good to finally 
meet. I know. I don't think we actually met. No. Well, the funny thing <laughs> is I was listening to another podcast you were on. I think it was called like Life Advice. Is that something you were on? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a bit where you're saying like people, like a lot more people won't meet you at the show. They'll just message you after. Yeah. It's like that's me <laughs> yeah. to everyone ever. Yeah. Every day. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to okay. talk to people. No, I'll just message them from <laughs> yeah. behind my screen where I don't actually have to socialize. <laughs> yeah, that is my vibe in life. Just I, it's if you perfect. if you want to, if you see me talk to me, I, I will talk to you, but I will never initiate. Not I probably initiate. would now because we've it'll be rude because we've we've talked. Yeah. Yeah. What about when you do shows? Like I know you haven't really done a lot recently. Have no, you? I haven't done a lot recently. But like, what if people come up to me, or do I go up to people? Do you mean? Do you feel like you're like more social when you're doing your own shows versus just like going and watching something? Probably, yeah. I'll I'll strike a conversation. I also like I won't go and approach people still unless I I know them or whatever. Yeah. But if someone comes and talks to me and tells mm-hmm. me I'm good, I'll let them flatter me for a for a little bit. <laughs> I love it. That's, in, that's why we do shows. Yeah, right? I'm in I'm in this game for the compliments and. <laughs> They're not often forthcoming. I love that. <laughs> but yeah, good, good, good chatting today. It's um, <laughs> it's a pleasure. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening, and thank you to LSA for chatting with me today. Don't forget to check out LSA's EP. You might as well shower wherever you buy or stream music. And go check out her socials, which I'll leave in the description of the episode, along with the socials for Life on Music, if you want to check them out as well. But that is all for this week. Until next week, goodbye. Life on Music was brought to you by Be Groovy or Leave. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music.